Hi, and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast. Uh, John not only works in sales here at Faxon, uh, but he is also a certified instructor with the NRA. Uh, Encompass all about safe storage, what we need to do to keep others safe as well, and then uh, also how to store ammunition, a little bit of talk about it with the current climate going on. Uh, in all sincerity and honesty, Jay was out uh, when we were recording uh, the show this week, so Evan stepped in. And so Evan's going to be presenting Evan's World of Heat, where I unfortunately take the Pocky One Chip Challenge. And uh, we have a little care package from Lockdown, so you're going to get the compact dehumidifier, a lockdown puck, trigger lock, and a Yeti tumbler, uh, all from our friends at Lockdown. Oh, oh, okay. So part of the challenge is you have to see how long you could last without eating or drinking anything else. Ah! How do you do hot stuff? Seriously, John. Oh my bring God. Me, bring me the moo. Bring me the moo. This segment stops. I've never seen anything like this, to be honest with you. It, it looks like what you would find at the bottom of your stove. <laughs> For any of you who are downloading this episode of the podcast and not watching live, I suggest you head over to YouTube. Okay. My nose. Uh, I don't even think I have a nose anymore. Uh, oh. And I can feel my face, but I can't feel it. True professional, Dustin. Please. I think it goes without saying that uh, pretty much every gun owner has their favorite tools, their favorite things that they like to keep in their range bag or at their workbench. Uh, and it's no secret for us that the Wheeler Fat Wrench is one of those. We have several of these up in our assembly area with our armory technicians. And it's because it's a simple, great device uh, that can be used in multiple applications. It's an adjustable torque wrench in a screwdriver type fashion with a series of bits that'll help you with everything from rifle takedown to scope mounting and everything in between. Fantastic tool. Uh, so if you haven't checked these out, you could go to wheelertools.com and they're available in a ton of places, including amazon.com. But make sure you check it out, especially if you're looking for that one missing piece for your workbench or you want to give it to a uh, new gun owner to help set up their range bag. Definitely a great choice. Again, check out our friends at wheelertools.com com and take a look at the fat wrench. Hi, and welcome to episode 41 of the Facts and Blogging Podcast. We have a great show coming up for you today. Our friend John Farner, a sales support associate here at Faxon, as well as an NRA certified instructor, is going to be sharing with us on a topic of safe firearm storage. You may remember a few episodes back that he walked us through the uh, basically the, the first couple sections of the NRA uh, basic safety class, and part of that uh, is also safe storage of firearms. So we're going to be looking at that. And to celebrate it, we have a little care package from our friends at Lockdown. You could enter to win a compact dehumidifier, a lockdown puck, trigger lock, and Yeti tumbler uh, during Jay's world of eats. Now, uh, in all sincerity and honesty, Jay was out uh, when we were recording uh, the show this week. So Evan stepped in. And so Evan's going to be presenting Evan's world of heat, where I unfortunately take the Pocky one chip challenge. It's a little rough. Uh, so if you're looking for the delicacy type, uh, neat niche foods that Jay normally brings in, that's not going to be it this week, but hopefully it's at least entertaining for you. And you'll find information about how to enter the giveaway this week. 
Also going live this week, if you haven't seen it already, we are doing the Sportsman two-part hunting giveaway at FaxonFirearms.com. You can win a custom 350 Legend rifle from us here at Faxon with all the lasering and coating done by our friend Tom Bacher at One-Off Coating. And uh, not only is it the 350 Legend, but you also get a Thompson Center muzzle loader. You have stuff from Crimson Trace and Scent Lock and Rocky Boots, Bison Coolers, uh, Caldwell, Schrade, it's all over the place. Tons of great stuff. Amazing sponsors uh, with great giveaway prizes. If you want to enter in that, you can visit faxandfirearms.com and there will be a pop-up for you right on the homepage. So make sure you get all of your daily entries in for this one-of-a-kind prize pack. Before we get going into our main segment today, let's take a break to hear from our friends of the podcast and then we will hop into our conversation with John Farner. If you're looking to up your game for gun cleaning and maintenance, you have to check out the Tipton Ultra Gun Vice. Uh, this thing is amazing. It's incredibly modular, uh, pretty lightweight, but really, really heavy duty, all the way down to the steel tube frame, all these different modular pieces and parts, even the accessory trays are solvent resistant, and uh, they have excellent gripping pads to make sure that you don't scrape up the gun that you're working on. Even work on things like crossbows, so if you want some that's going to be the one-stop vice for all of your gun cleaning and maintenance needs you definitely need to check them out uh, you could head to tiptonclean.com to check out all the specs all the reviews see some more photos uh, of this vice in action we're actually going to be using this particular one for some research and development projects uh, for some new products from Faxon coming up soon and we're excited to share both those products and the footage of the testing with you uh, so again Visit TiptonClean.com and check out the Ultra Gun Vice. Welcome into our main segment here for episode 41 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast. Returning today is our good friend, John Farner. Uh, John not only works in sales here at Faxon, uh, but he is also a certified instructor with the NRA. And uh, this is a bit of a part two from what we did a couple months ago with uh, basic firearm safety. Yeah, so this is going to be part two of that. Um, this is going to uh, encompass all about safe storage, what we need to do to keep others safe as well, and then uh, also how to store ammunition, a little bit of talk about it with the current climate going on. Yeah, very good. Now, one thing, uh, just so you all know, you'll notice that uh, over on the table down there is an FX-19 Patriot uh, already cleared with the chamber flag in it. Uh, so we are taking a proper... Uh, uh, safety protocols, um, no magazine, no nothing in it, just a chamber flag to show that it is in fact cleared. So if John wants to show you how things get stored, um, you could see what it looks like on one of our FX-19s. So uh, don't forget to, we're also going to be giving away a little care package from Lockdown, which they're all about storage and safe storage. Uh, so make sure you stick around for Jay's World of Eats in the next segment uh, to get entered in that giveaway. That's awesome. All right, so let's start off with safe storage. And what we want to do is we want to keep, with storage of firearms, we want to keep unauthorized personnel from touching our firearms. So who is unauthorized? Well, that's for you to decide, for me to decide. In my home, uh, I don't have any unauthorized personnel or unauthorized people. It's so just you and your wife, it's right? It's just me and my wife, mm -hmm. which, happy anniversary, honey. It's oh, our second, hey. second wedding anniversary today, so. How about you? Look, yeah, at that. look at that. We just celebrated 10 years. Look at that. 10 years. You got me. By a few. By a few. <laughs> so, 
how do we want to keep uh, unauthorized people from touching our firearms? There's a few different ways. First one is the basic of the basic. Some people can't afford a big safe. Some people can't afford, you know, even the, some of the smaller stuff. Each firearm comes with a lock. Mm-hmm. Is that the best? No. But it's something. I can put a trigger lock in there, unloaded. Mm-hmm. Let me make that very clear. Uh, with a trigger lock, you want to make sure the firearm is unloaded or a cable lock through it. And as you can see on the table here, we have a nice uh, lockdown trigger lock right there with a combination on it. Mm-hmm. So I would have the combination. Nobody else would. But trigger locks are easily defeated. They don't really keep the firearm stored safely. It's just a deterrent from unauthorized people from using it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the other thing we have on the table, a little bit step up. So trigger lock, you're looking either free because it came with the gun mm-hmm. or you're looking at six, seven bucks, maybe. The other thing we have on the t- <clears throat> table is the stack on safe. Now, this one is great for a vehicle. It's great for under the bed. It's great for traveling. This is TSA approved. Um, so let me open that real quick. And John, as you're, as you're getting that, um, you know, one of the things that, that you mentioned, you know, if you're buying from a reputable dealer or what have you, you know, the, your firearms are coming with either some sort of cable lock or, or standard, uh, trigger lock. I mean, that's, that's a pretty common, common thing. Right. It's actually federal law that they have to under the... Safe Child Act, I want to say that's what mm-hmm. it is. But it's federal law that they have to come with that if you are buying it from a FFL dealer. Right. So, again, we safety check the firearm beforehand. A nice stack on. The stack on, just simple as that. You put it in. You put in your combination. You close it. It does have a spot for a cable loop. Um, a place I used to work did not allow concealed carry in there. So I would keep this in my vehicle mm-hmm. and keep it tied down to the floorboard. Gotcha. So that way anything would happen. And it's all, like I said, it is also TSA approved. So I have flown with this case. Just throw that in your luggage locked up. Again, follow TSA protocol. Mm-hmm. Make sure you understand that beforehand. Very good. Now, we've talked about the trigger lock. We talked about a small safe. Now it comes, kind of gets into a little bit different. So on the table here, we have a Hornady safe. This is an RFID safe. This is my personal safe that I keep under my bed. Um, So what you do is it'll come with a card, a fob, and a bracelet. Now, I'm not crazy, so I don't wear the bracelet. (laughs) The fob, I normally keep this card somewhere close. Not giving away any secrets. but hidden. (laughs) No secrets. Yeah. Um, But you just flash it over like so. And it opens right up. Gotcha. It is. Ha- it does have a cable lock, as you can see. So I do have this bolted to my bed frame mm-hmm. most of the time, unlike yeah. today. But uh, you can keep a pistol in there, and that keeps unauthorized personnel from using it. Now, the other ones I highly recommend are uh, Liberty makes a great uh, biometric safe. Um, you know, but for me, this is considered a small gun safe. A 32 gun safe is considered a small gun safe. Mm. Really? <laughs> I don't no, know what those classifications right. are. <laughs> so, it, it, 
basically what we want to do is we want to keep the firearm in a place stored safely away from unauthorized personnel. The other thing we want to do when we store a firearm is we want to store it unloaded if it's not in use. Mm-hmm. Key term there is not in use. So what is not in use, you might say? Well, a lot of people look at me funny when I say that. I say, well, keep it unloaded when it's not in use. Well, I'm not at the range, so I'm not using it. John, I just, I'm taking a CCW class. Yeah. Well, when you have your CCW, is it not in use? Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for your home defense gun. If it's in use for home protection, you can leave it loaded. But we want to stress that when it's not in use, you want to keep it unloaded. For example, there are a lot of accidents that happen where people leave loaded guns in their big safe, not in use for home protection. And they'll pull it out and go like, oh, you know, I haven't, you know, used this for a while. Yeah, and they don't do it. And that goes right back (laughs) to the basic pistol safety part one, which Mm -hmm. is always make sure that, you know, the firearm's unloaded. And yeah, that's so, so quick question just for, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, kind of their own, you know, strategy for, for Mm -hmm. home, home defense firearms and things. But when, when you have say your, you know, handgun that you keep in your bedside safe, Mm -hmm. you know, or is does the NRA officially say like yes like that's okay to be chambered and loaded as long as it's locked up and you're the only one capable to get to it? I mean, where what's that line? So the line is yes and no. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that it's when we say safe storage, we want to talk about guns that are not in use or guns that are we don't want people to touch that are loaded. Right. So. When it comes to a home defense gun, it all comes down to what your situation is. Mm -hmm. So, for example, with me, I can keep a gun on my nightstand. Do I? No. I keep it in a safe underneath. But I can because I don't have anybody I'm worried about who's unauthorized in my home. I don't have a child. If my dog learns how to fire a gun, I'm in big trouble. No monkeys. No monkeys. Yeah. Um, But... It all comes down to where where you are at in your life and the way you live. Mm-hmm. So my wife will laugh at me because I've told this story. She's told this story. I lived in Akron mm-hmm. in a not very good place. I used to keep a gun on the bedside table. One day she came over and she saw it and she's like, what the hell? Because yeah. she wasn't used to it. But I explained right. and I said, hey, you know, this is this is what... And she goes, well, I don't really feel comfortable with it being there. Mm-hmm. So that's when we got safe. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It all depends on the situation. You know, how comfortable are you with the gun sitting there? Is it in use? Is this something that I'm going to use to protect my life? Right. And do I have a plan? Do I have a strategy? Do I know, hey, I hear a bump in the night. This is where my key is. is and that's where... Knowing the different types of safe, what best fits your situation. Um, for example, you know, that stack on case, I would never keep a gun in it. As your bedside? As my bedside. Because as the old, and there's a joke, I can't remember the comedian's name, but he goes, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night to a bump and goes, honey, what's what's your our anniversary? Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the combo. Yeah. You're groggy, you're tired, you want to grab and go. Mm-hmm. Okay, your adrenaline's pumping. Um, that's why I like this Hornady safe. I can keep the RFID card somewhere where I know it's going to be. Uh, I've seen people do it where they've 
put them inside of things on their bedside that they can just grab and swipe. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the uh, the other one is, like I said, the Liberty, the um, biometric safe, any biometric safe. Just make sure you with safes, make sure you do your research, mm-hmm. buy a reputable brand, buy somebody that back down uh, or backs it up with a good um, warranty and, you know, knowledge. Um, and then the same thing with like lockdown, the hidden shelves and the hidden thing. You've seen them out there. Mm-hmm. Those are also great because it keeps things they're hidden in plain sight. But they keep unauthorized personnel. And that's the big thing. We want to keep the gun away from unauthorized users. Right. And I mean, if if I could sum it up, it's not like it's a one size fits all thing. Mm -hmm. That's why there's so many different types of safes and locks and vaults and all kinds of things. Because, you know, they understand like... You know, some people maybe want they want the RFID thing. They they like that better. You know, and they want a card for them, card for their spouse, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, some people it might be I just want my fingerprints. You know, I I need it fast. It's only me. You know, this so all of these things, you know, have to go to your own safety plan or your family's own safety plan. Like all of that has to be taken into consideration. And because just like anything with firearms, you know, everybody has their opinions, right? right? But we all know that the objective is safety. So you could be like, well, I would never do this safe because my grandpappy said, (laughs) and it's like, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, if you found what works for you, right. And, gets the liability at a level that you are comfortable with and willing to take responsibility for, you have to encourage other people to do the same. It may not be the same exact setup that you have. It may not be the same exact style of safe or, or what have you. And like you mentioned, stack on, you know, they have other safes that are plenty nice for, you know, bedside stuff, but it's just, you know, this particular one, it's made for a vehicle. It's made for, you know, they all have their different kind of stages and purposes and, and things to fit, fit the lifestyle and your safety needs. Right. And the, the big thing, you know, stack on, they're known for having a budget quality or a budget minded Mm -hmm. safe. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. Right. So a, a stack on cabinet, even though it may not be the best, mm-hmm. it may not be the highest fire rating. It may not have a fire rating, but it's a deterrent. Yeah. It's a, hey, my child is not going to be able to grab my firearm right. without having to go through ABC. Mm-hmm. And that goes to step two, you know, or part two of this with ammunition storage. And let me rewind a little bit. You brought up safety plan mm-hmm. or plan. You plan for a fire, right? Mm -hmm. You plan for an earthquake, even Mm -hmm. though we're in Ohio and last earthquake. It's 2020, though. Who knows? knows? There was one, like, what was it, the other day in Connecticut? Oh, yeah. yeah, There was an earthquake. But so you plan for these events. It's kind of hard, but you should also make a plan of attack for a Mm break-in. Okay. Uh, This is my line in the sand. This is what, hey, honey, if something happens, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. I want you to get on the phone. I want you to call 911. I want to you 911 because what happens when you call 911? Instantly recording. Mm-hmm. So if I'm screaming, please get out of my house. I have a gun. You know, that could be a whole different conversation, but it's, it's something to bring up too. have a plan because if you don't practice, 
Yeah. You know, it's 2 a.m. and you're in your skivvies. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know where, what's going on. Yeah. Well, so, and you know, some people are like practice makes perfect. And it's like, well, maybe not, but practice definitely makes habit. Right. So if you're, you know, if you're in that uh, adrenaline rush type state and uh, fight or flight is kicking in to be able to, it's a lot easier to fall back to a habit than it is an ideal. So, right. and some plan is better than no plan. Mm -hmm. So step two, let's go into ammunition, safe storage of ammunition. Big thing you want to do when you're storing your firearm, you want to store ammunition separately. Why? Well, that's no good without this. Mm -hmm. So if somebody who's unauthorized has the ability to get my gun, mm -hmm. but my ammo is stored in another lock box, ammunition can, so on and so forth, that kind of takes us, it's always about a step process. Right. Like you want to keep everything. Just same thing with when we talked about gun safety, gun cleaning. You want to take the ammo and the, the magazine and everything away from the gun while you're cleaning it because we want to make the safest situation for us and the people around us. Mm -hmm. So ammunition storage. Right now I have two different styles of ammunition storage here. Uh, we have the cheaper plastic um, can. We want to make sure that... Anything we get has a rubber seal around it because we want to keep air. Uh, we want to keep moisture and air out of the, the ammunition. We want to keep it. It's ammunition is a simple process. Mm -hmm. You've got a primer, you've got a case, you've got a powder, and you've got a projectile, right? If something were to happen, get wet, get moist, get ruined, you know, then we have a click, no bang. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have the cheap plastic and then I have a surplus military 50 cal ammo can. Great for uh, storage. Military uses it for a reason. They are painted kind of corrosive resistant. Yeah. I want to say proof resistant. Sure. It's a better term. So I'm going to open this up real quick. It's going to be loud. Okay. Not as loud as I was hoping. <laughs> Maybe the mic will pick it up louder. So, in here, I brought some examples. Okay. This is so hard to find. This is like gold right now. <laughs> so, I have the ammunition stored in here in its original box. Why do I have it in the original box? Because if anything were wrong with this ammunition, I could open it up. And I believe it's right here. There's a lot number. And on that lot number, I can call... For example, Blazer, CCI, mm -hmm. and go, hey, I had three squib loads or, hey, this happened to my gun when I used your ammunition. Here's the lot number. Right. And they can go, okay, we'll look it up. Hey, you're not the only person this has happened. They won't admit it. But, <laughs> hey, this is not the only thing. This is, you know, this has happened. Please send us the box. And I've heard stories of. People getting free ammo out of it. Yeah. Or replacement, not free ammo. This group for replacement ammo, mm -hmm. replacement firearms. Um, but some people will say, well, John, I don't like this is clunky. I can store more ammo if I dump this. Mm -hmm. Perfectly fine. Dump it in there, but keep the lot number. Yeah. It's super easy to cut the lot number off and keep it at the, we talked about this yesterday with, uh, with Evan, who's been mm -hmm. on the show. Um, keep it at the bottom. Keep it at the top. Keep it somewhere 
where you can go, okay, there was a problem. Um, ammunition is hard to come by right now. Mm-hmm. There are people remanufacturing it, pushing it off as new. There are people who are uh, selling range grounds, things they found on the range. and things. You want to keep either a receipt or you want to know where that ammunition came from. Because if there is a problem, you know who to go to. Right. And it kind of breaks the process down from there. Now, another thing. Now, I do want to clarify. Right. We're using Blazer as an example. Right. We this love the good a, folks at CCI. Yes. Uh, they've been part of giveaways and stuff with us <laughs> before. I personally have some Blazers stored away as well. So it's just an example. You know, and, and the main reason, too, is if you do get kind of like a grab bag of ammo, if you will, like if you bought somebody's reloads and stuff, right. you know, like they may have you know, a company logo on them just because it's a reused, you know, cartridge. Right. And, and so the, these are things that help, you know, just keep the the variables to a very low minimum. So that way, if you do have an issue, you know, they could be like, hey, yeah, that's uh, that's that's that had to have been repop because we don't use X, Y, Z. So that brings up a good point because I've made this mistake before. Oh, yeah. So carry ammo. Mm-hmm. I cycle through my carry ammo at least once a year mm-hmm. because it can't, you know, I'm sweating. I've got the gun on me all day. There's moisture. There's irritants. There's things that can get into the ammunition. So you just make, reload your mag just, or whatever. I just, either I'll reload my mag or I'll take that ammo to the range. I'll throw it into a, a bin. I'll go shoot it off. Mm-hmm. Expensive target ammo. <laughs> but I had a box of carry ammo that I had for... A year and a half, I threw out the box. Mm-hmm. I went to the range, and I had two squib loads mm. in that carry ammo. Both were the same same problem, primer, no powder. And I'm not going to say names. Called the company, explained to them what happened, told them where I bought the ammo. They go, do you have a lot number? I said, no. I threw out the box. I, it's gold carry ammo. I Threw it in the bin and threw out the box. Sorry, can't help you. Yeah. Because, you know, same thing. Because at that point, they don't know if somebody just grabbed the the empties and and reloaded them. Exactly. So that's where you want to keep, again, this is one of my favorite carry loads, but you want to keep the box just for that reason. Mm -hmm. But I will say too, this uh, kind of unrelated, but you mentioned about cycling your carry ammo. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally, like if I'm going to the range and, and I have the uh, financial ability (laughs) to do so, I like to do a mag of carry ammo just simply to feel the difference. If there is a difference, kind of just see like a, a little more like just a and B testing for me. I don't do it constantly but every once in a while it's like you know i wonder how this feels with this carry ammo or if if you change you know the manufacturer you go from or whatever i mean i think i think those are things to to keep in mind that uh, you want to you want to figure out why you like it well first you bring up a great point for i always run at least a mag of carry ammo through my gun why I want to make sure that carry ammo works. Yeah. Some some ammo doesn't work right with some guns. It's, it's again, tolerances, manufacturing standards, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I really like, and I'm going to say names now because I really like this ammo. I really like Sigalite ammo. Mm-hmm. And the reason why 
is because their carry ammo is loaded to the same spec as their, well, let me rephrase. Their range ammo is loaded to the same spec as their carry ammo. So you're going to get the same point of aim, point of impact that you would with the range ammo as you would with the carry ammo. Now, Spear does the same thing with their gold dot. Um, <clears throat> there's one more. I believe Winchester does with their trained defend ammo too. Mm-hmm. So that brings up a great point because that's something that you want to do because you want to feel that there is a difference in recoil depending mm-hmm. on the load. There is a difference in where it may impact the target. So that, that's a great point to bring up to explain now, speaking of carry ammo and rotation and ammo storage. And so, like I said, ammo is very sensitive. Yeah. It's a chemical process. Yeah. Your, your firing pin's hitting the primer, which is causing a chemical process, which is causing an explosion, which is igniting the powder, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Insert diagram here. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you mentioned, uh, and I think this is, this is huge when you're thinking about storage, you know, I know like growing up, like it was, you know, we had the big safe in the basement, Mm -hmm. you know, there were other small safes and stuff wherever they needed to be. But the big one, you know, was in the basement. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is like, we always ran a a dehumidifier Mm -hmm. down there. You know, that's, that's another thing to keep in mind. I mean, when we talked to Phil from the NRA museum, we were talking about preserving these historic firearms that have 200 year old wood on them, you know, and how the, uh, uh, how the climate could impact the quality of, you know, and the longevity of those items. But the same thing goes for, you know, ammunition storage. If you're right. going to be holding ammo and holding ammo for a while, especially like you need to make sure that it's as climate controlled as you'll, as you could be main thing being humidity. And uh, that's why part of the, part of the giveaway package this week, we're going to be giving away a compact uh, dehumidifier um, to keep uh, for, uh, actually it's big enough to just, or small enough to go in a safe right. if you wanted to do that. Uh, but th- that's a very, very big thing. Yes, it keeps things clean and tidy yeah. and not musty, but also at the same time, it keeps you from damaging your ammo, which as you mentioned in times like this is a pretty hot commodity. Right. Um, another thing you can throw into your, into your ammo cans or those little silica packets. Oh yeah. They help absorb. But the other thing you want to keep away from, so safe storage of ammo, we want to store it safely. We want to keep it away from chemicals. Chemicals can go in, break down the powder and we can have problems. The big thing that I like to tell people is this is a story that I heard secondhand from a Columbus police officer back in the seventies uh, and eighties police officers carried in Columbus, nickel-plated Smith & Wesson revolvers. Mm-hmm. There was an officer who would every night spray down his gun with WD-40 with the ammo still in it. What is WD-40 known for? What's it stand? Do you know what WD-40 stands for? Wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's water displacement chemical 40. Okay. So what it's designed huh. to do is... You learn something new every day. Yeah. It's designed to penetrate metal and displace the water out of it Mm -hmm. to protect it. Great for finishes. Makes it look super shiny. Bad for ammo. Yeah. Penetrated the cartridge, got in the powder, that officer got in a shootout, click, 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 click. Unloaded the carry ammo, put in a new ammo, bang. Yeah. They did a investigation afterwards. They pulled the bullet, and out came a liquid... 
It was like probably like just like goo. Yeah, it was goo. So we want to store our ammo safely away from chemicals and things that could destroy it. Mm -hmm. Because without the ammo, the gun is no good. Yeah. So. Well, and, you know, you mentioned something at the beginning of the ammo talk about storing separately from the firearm. Mm -hmm. I mean, in some places, if you're just like traveling, you know, in your car. You know, like if you don't have a permit or things like that. Now, granted, remember, things change state to state, county to county, city to city, metro area to metro area. But I know in some places that if you are going to be transporting firearms that, you know, you're supposed to have those items separated anyway. Right. As I told in my class, if you're going through Illinois from Ohio, stop at the Indiana border. You pee, you unload your gun, and you drive straight through Illinois and don't stop. <laughs> Especially if you're going to Chicago. Right. <laughs> but it, you want to make sure the same thing goes for your vehicle, depending on, again, state law, what your state law is. Do you have a concealed carry permit? At, at one point, Ohio had a funky law where a loaded magazine was considered a loaded gun as long as the gun was in the vehicle, even though the magazine was in the vehicle and the gun was in the trunk, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I don't claim to be one on TV. Yeah. Um, but you have to make sure same thing in the vehicle storage, separate, always, I I play safe, keep mm-hmm. it separate, keep it in either separate compartments, keep it dependent, follow your state law. That's, yeah. that's all I can really say about that. Uh, other than, you know, some suggestions on practices. Um, but especially with ammo, like I said, the, the ammo is, ammo is like gas, to a car engine, to the gun, you know, right. without it, the gun doesn't do anything. So if you keep it separate, again, s- separate storage, you know, maybe have a separate safe, separate. That's where I used to keep all my ammo in a stack on lockbox, mm-hmm. big, big one, because I knew it was locked up. It was separate from the firearms. If any were to, one were to take it, well, good luck because it weighed like 300 pounds at one point yeah. it's ridiculous but it was separate so if anything were to happen if they were to try they weren't together they couldn't be combined like the wonder twins you know <laughs> yes just like the wonder twins <laughs> right. well and so so let's take the high level overview uh the whole show in 30 seconds first things first is when it's not in use Make sure it's locked up and secured. And and you got to figure out what works best for your lifestyle, your family, your level of liability and safety. You know, so find the safe, find the lockbox that works for you. Um, And you'll likely have more than one. Like you said, I mean, you have your bedside safe, but then you also have like, okay, where do I put my hunting rifles and where do I put, you know, so you're likely going to have, you know, kind of multiple setups. Right. Um, so make sure you find something that works for you, that you have a safety plan, you know, that the ones that are not in use, that ammo is separated and, uh, make sure you're keeping track of your ammo, especially right now, man. Right. So many people are, you know, Hey, I saw this guy on Facebook, you know, or whatever right. that he does reloading. It's like, listen, people do reload it. We got guys here that do reload and they do an excellent job, but at the same time, you need to keep track of which ones are reloads. And which ones are coming straight from the manufacturer. So if you do have an issue, you know, you have a way to to get the support that you need. And, 
Yeah, I mean, right. God forbid something foul up your gun and you're able to say, hey, no, like it passed all of its tests and everything. And this came from your lot number 2519er. You right. know, this is, you know, this is, th these are investments. These are safety things. So keep track of your ammo. And yeah, I mean, big deal, making sure that you have something that isn't going to let in a whole bunch of extra moisture right. or other climate issues that, that would, uh, you know, keep it from performing optimally. Yeah. And that's it. In, like you said, the whole overview, we want to make sure that first and foremost, we keep it away from unauthorized personnel. We mm -hmm. want to keep it. And then, like you said, keep a plan and then. Keep track of your ammo. Make sure you know where it's coming from. Again, that could be the difference between an uh-oh and a sad day to a uh-oh and a very sad day. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely. Well, uh, as mentioned, we will be giving away a little care package from Lockdown to help you with your firearm safe storage. So stick around for the next segment to get all of the information on that. And uh, don't forget to just, uh, you know, go to your local gun shop, go to your local trainer. You know, the, there's so many people in the firearms community that are ready to help you make these decisions and give you some resources. And, really? you know, different dealers have different things and it'll run different sales or things are bundled together. So know that it may not be a one size fits all. We all want the same goal of safety, right. but there are so many different ways that uh, you could store these things, keep them safe. And, you know, if you have historical items or high value items, keep them preserved. Yeah. We want to keep, you know, pass this on to the next generation mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, seek out, you know, any training, Highly recommend that. Highly recommend any NRA course. Even a basic safety course is, is all you'll really need. And that's offered at most gun ranges. Yeah. And while I have a moment, I want to congratulate Dustin on one year what? with Faxon. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yes, for your coming up on my this month is uh, one year for me here. So I wanted to say congrats to that. And then uh, today is the 10th. So happy birthday, Marines. Yes, we're recording on the 10th. Uh, so we'll go ahead and knock it out. Happy birthday to the Marines. Happy Veterans Day tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, this will air on Friday and you'll be like, you're late. But, you know, we recorded it on the Tuesday. Yeah. So. <laughs> so very good. All right. Well, uh, as always, you can find all the show notes and resources at factsandfirearms.com slash blog. Click on episode 41 for this one. And John, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I think their product headline says it best, ring steel, not your ears. If you haven't checked out uh, episode 27 of the Facts and Blog and Podcast, we actually spoke uh, to Jared from Caldwell Shooting about some of their uh, extensive line of hearing protection and accessories. One of the things that they sent out to us was a set of their Emacs Shadows. And the nice thing about the Emacs Shadows is not only are they excellent ear protection for the range or for training, or even when you're just mowing your lawn or working with power tools, uh, but they also are a Bluetooth headset. So if you're into earbuds and power beats and AirPods and all that kind of thing, you can still get great stereo sound, dual microphones and device control all right here from the shadows. And again, when you use those foam tips, uh, you also get a 25 dB noise reduction rating as well. So 
If you're out on the range all day, you're working on a project in the garage, you want to listen to music, you still need to take calls, that sort of thing, no need to be taken on and off the giant muffs. You could just have a pair of shadows in and you can find these over at caldwellshooting.com. And don't forget to check out our whole episode about hearing protection with Caldwell at factsandfirearms.com slash blog. Well, welcome into a substitute segment today. Instead of Jay's World of Eats, it is Evan's World of Heat. Uh, Jay is out sick today, and uh, but we still wanted to have our giveaway because we yeah. talked about uh, firearms uh, storage, uh, safe storage with John Farner. And uh, we have a little care package from Lockdown. So you're going to get the compact dehumidifier, a lockdown puck, trigger lock and a yeti tumbler uh all from our friends at lockdown and uh several weeks ago evan you brought in one of these uh crazy chips coffin chip yeah hottest chip in the world apparently yeah you want uh, i brought it for jay i brought it for your enjoyment but i brought it for jay's eating pleasure you know with the, the world of eats and and all things i was just trying to bring the viewers something new and Saw this novelty $8 chip at the gas station. Mm -hmm. I was going to purchase two, but I felt $16 for two potato <laughs> chips is a bit excessive. So I bought one for Jay. And Yeah. Now, am I saying this right? Is it Pocky? Yeah, I believe it's Packy. Packy, Pocky, Pocky. Yeah. P-A-Q-U-I. If, if you just search one chip challenge, one you're going to find, you're going to find it. They and, make other uh, chips. They make really good chips, but I've never seen anything like this. And what to expect? Round one: a spicy punch to the tongue, a round two: a fiery jab to the face, round three: impaired vision from tears, round four: a low blow to the gut, and round five: KO. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I got hot jelly beans just in case, but I don't think they're going to compare to that. Oh, oh, okay. So part of the challenge is you have to see how long you could last without eating or drinking anything else. Uh, That's how do you what do it hot says. stuff? Hey, Kurt. Up, cowboy. Uh, no, 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 no. Bring me my Trumu. I'm not eating this I mean, until I'm not going to subject you to like the entire challenge. I just wanted to see somebody eat something really hot because I have a lot of experience with eating hot food. Uh huh. But if you'll notice, I'm not the one eating this chip today. But I noticed it's yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. You just got to kind of maybe just buckle down and do it. The packaging's nice. I mean, everything mm -hmm. about this looks like it's going to be somewhat enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, it's black. Oh god. So, uh, in case I pass on. Uh, visit factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 41 uh, to enter to win the care package from lockdown. I will be giving my hospital room number shortly. All right. When I eat this, you clowns, you need to grab me my milk. You see, you hear me, John? We do have a live studio audience today for yeah. this, for okay. anybody who can't see what we see. Look at this. It's like getting on my fingers. Did you Wait, so let's let's talk about this really Whoa, see, you can't cheat like that. Now you're going to be reluctant. Now you can pop the whole thing in there. I was going to ask to see the chip. Let's see the, the Well, here, a little piece broke off. Here, take a look. Seriously, John. Oh, my bring God. Me, bring me the moo. 
Bring me the mood. This segment stops. I've never seen anything like this, to be honest with you. It, it looks like what you would find at the bottom of your stove. I'm not dogging Packy here. I'm sure no, they were I'm very sure purposeful. I'm sure this is the reason. And what they did. But this looks... Oh, my God. Really? Let's see you come over and do it. All right. Okay. What I'm going to do is I will eat it all, mm -hmm. but I'm going to crunch it down so I could get it in one bite. You know like what I mean? Oh, you're like, yeah, make yeah, like yeah, a yeah. mega chip, like stack it. Right. That sounded better. Mega yeah, chip. Mega chip. You may need to empty out that trash can so I could vomit into it. Okay, you ready? Eat your fingers. Yeah, I know. You have to eat your fingers? Like, I'm not doing it. Okay, here we go. Don't touch your face. Mind over matter. For any of you who are downloading this episode of the podcast and not watching live, I suggest you head over to YouTube. Okay. Start counting. Oh, uh, sorry. There we go. Okay. We'll give you plus five seconds with that one. Oh, that's all. That's all I got. With, with the fi five seconds that we waited, you got 15 seconds in there. Oh, my gosh. Is it that hot? Mm-hmm. Fill the dead air, Evan. <sighs> Tell them what you're seeing. Oh, torment. Mm -hmm. A man questioning everything at this point. The sustainability of the food segment of the podcast, if I keep bringing in hot stuff. Um, ooh. There's a yogurt in the fridge. Could you grab that for me? I don't have a spoon. All right, next up for Dustin, we have this uh, no. Bean Boozled. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but this is the, uh, the Fiery Hot Edition. Falsehood. I'm seriously sweating like an incredible amount of sweat right now. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh. Oh man, I'm sorry. That was miserable. I'm sorry. Maybe. <sighs> All right. This won't go away. Like when you exhale. Don't touch your face with your fingertips. Alright, let me just get the outro. Well, that was a very painful segment. Don't forget that you can, whoo, it's somewhere in my nose. I don't even think I have a nose anymore. Oh, I mean, I can feel my face, but I can't feel it. Don't forget to. Don't forget you can win the Lockdown uh, Gun Storage Care Package by visiting factsandfirearms.com slash blog and click on episode 41 and send help. You're a true professional, Dustin. Please. For those of you who have been watching the podcast for a while, you may know that uh, we had Ryan Donahue from Crimson Trace on for one of our episodes to talk 
all things optics and red dots and some of the exciting things that CT has coming up. But I just wanted to share one of my personal favorite products of theirs, and that is their Railmaster Pro, the CMR204. So not only is it a tactical light, it's also a laser, and it has all of the industry proven technology that Crimson Trace has been known for for so many years. But they're not just limited to things like lights and lasers. They've made a big splash in the electro optics game, whether it's looking at something like a traditional rifle scope or maybe even their new battle optic, which you may or may not have seen in some TV shows and movies recently, they have a lot to offer. So obviously you're gonna be seeing some more stuff uh, of Crimson Trace popping up with us here at Facts and Firearms. You may have even seen it uh, staged on our limited edition Mustang rifle that came out in the spring of 2020. Again, lots of cool stuff from them, just like the CMR204 or anything in their Railmaster series. We would encourage you to check them out at crimsontrace.com. Thanks for tuning in this week. As always, we would love to hear from you. If you have any ideas, questions that you want to get answered on air, topic suggestions, guest suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Just email us at podcast at factsandfirearms.com. We'd also encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcasting or video app. Not only can you find us on YouTube and Vimeo and Facebook Watch, but you could also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and more. You can visit any of our blog pages to get a destination link to all of the apps that we are currently live on. So we'd love for you to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, help us spread the word about the show. Don't forget not only to enter into the lockdown giveaway of going to factsandfirearms.com slash blog and clicking on episode 41, but also enter the sportsman giveaway. Again, not only do you get a custom 350 legend rifle from us here at Faxon, you also get a Thompson Center muzzle loader, uh, awesome stuff from Scent Lock, Crimson Trace, Caldwell, Schrade, Rocky Boots, Bison Coolers, Hornady Ammo, tons of different sponsors, an amazing prize pack. Make sure you get all of your daily entries. You can find more information about that on our homepage at faxonfirearms.com. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. We want to extend our deepest gratitude to military, police, first responders, and more by saying thank you with special pricing and discounts on all facts and products. Here's how you get started. First, you'll head on over to our website, factsandfirearms.com. From there, you'll want to click Support and Guardian Purchase Program in the dropdown. Then you'll see the instructions on how to get started, so let's just walk through those. First, you'll want to register for an account on our website. If you've already bought something from us on our website before, then this part's already taken care of. Second, you'll want to send a copy of your credentials or some reasonable verification of affiliation to customer service at factsandfirearms.com. We get a lot of emails where people are like, hey, will this count? Will this ID count? Will this VA card count? Chances are, yes, a lot of them will count, but make sure you attach an image or a copy of that verification to the email before you even ask customer service. That way they can expedite the process for you. As soon as the account has been created or updated, we will send you an email letting you know that you're ready to go. The discount will be available anytime online when you go to your shopping cart. If you have any more questions, please email customer service at factsandfirearms.com. Hi and welcome. Hi and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast.